Hi, I'm Dan Slofrom, the senior pastor at Crosswalk Church here in Phoenix, Arizona, and I'd like to welcome you to our message today. Uh, we're in a message series called What's Your Why? And today as we look at how we face roadblocks, my encouragement for you would be, if you haven't already, to see the messages that have built up to this point. Because as we find meaning and fulfillment in life, the place where we need to start the first lesson was it's not about me and how we, we make our lives with Jesus at the center. And then the second one is how we keep our eyes on heavenly things versus earthly things. And all of those are, are just a great lead-in to this message for today. Now, as we get started, one of the things, you know, we're talking about roadblocks. I would like to think, you to think for a moment about a place near your home, and it's easy for me in Phoenix, where traffic is just horrible. A place where you would not want to go at 8 in the morning or 5 in the afternoon. And for me specifically, it's 99th Avenue and McDowell. And it's, there's a Costco there, and it's, it's a store I probably, I, I, every time I go there, I swear I'm never going to go there again because the traffic is so bad. And it's a place where there's not only cars, but there's semi-traffic because uh, they're making deliveries in the area. And it's just a very difficult place. And uh, times of I've tried to, to get out of there, I've, I've tried to be really smart and go down a mile and get on the interstate and then come back. And I've done that and it's been closed. The interstate exit is closed and the on-ramp is closed. And it drives me insane. And Maybe you can relate to that where you just, you're, you're in a hurry, you're, you know where you're trying to get to, but there are just things or people or circumstances that get in your way that keep you from being where you want to be. That's what our message is about today. And, and really the question we're asking is, what roadblocks do I face in le living a meaningful, God-pleasing life and how do I get past them? And, and that's the part where, okay, if this is what I want to do, we've talked about it already, how do I get there? Where we're going to start is just a, a little introductory verse from Romans chapter 7. And this is what it says. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being I delight in God's law, but I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. And this, this struggle that the Apostle Paul, is, he's writing to the Romans, it's chapter 7 if you want to look at it. It goes much longer than this about this whole idea that I'm, I'm like my own worst enemy. I just, the good that I want to do, I don't do. The, the bad things I don't want to do, that I do. And it just, it just seems to go on and on and on, kind of this cycle. And what we need to, to understand, and, and the words that he used here is waging war. That understand that, that as we talk about the roadblocks that get in the way, there, there are forces working against us uh, that come from inside of us, that come from outside of us, and you could even argue that come from hell itself, all trying to get in the way of us living a, a meaningful, God 
pleasing, fulfilling life. And I think it's just important that you understand that, that, that it is not just you, that, that you are not the only one who's going through this misery, this frustration, that you're not being who you want to be or you're not being the best version of yourself every day. But when you understand you're in a war and you understand that every day is a battle, I think having that expectation can change the way that you simply try to win the day. The way that you, you understand that today, as I'm, I'm going to try to live this God-pleasing, meaningful life, there are going to be things that get in the way. I understand that, and I'm going to need to identify them and get around them. The portion we're going to be focusing on then is, is Titus 2 verse 11. And this section that we're reading starts out when he says this, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. And this is so different than the verse that I just read. The, the verse that, we, we, that I just read was about how I'm trying to live my life for Christ, and that's the battle. But this verse, when grace of God has appeared and it offers salvation, this is about the war. And it's important as we battle to understand that the war has been won for us by Jesus. That's what him going to the cross was all about. That's what his life and death and resurrection were all about. It was so that God could offer grace, undeserved love to you. So keep those two separate. Keep Keep the battle or the frustration you have maybe with yourself separate from the grace that God has shown you because that is perfect. That has been done for you by Jesus. And why it's so important is that unconditional love that we have in Christ is going to be what moves us forward, what helps us both identify and face and overcome the roadblocks that are in front of us. He goes on, and I'm going to read verse 11 again, but uh, it, it's this, is that, For the, the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It offers salvation. It offers you a rescue. It offers that you be saved. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. So the grace of God, the, this unconditional love that God has for us, the fact that he has our best interests in mind, that he has heaven in our future, that we are his children, it's that grace that, that is unconditional that comes to us in our daily lives and it teaches us. What does it teach us to do? It teaches us to say no to those things that are actually hurting us, that, that when we do them, we regret that don't bring lasting meaning to our lives. And when, when I think of this, I think of the first time I ever went through Financial Peace University, and it was a very, very interesting lesson as Dave Ramsey was teaching it. And he said, I'm going to teach you the hardest word to say in the English language. And he said, the word is no. And I know it's just one syllable, but the word no is hard to say, and it's incredibly hard to say to yourself. And he, he went on. It, it was very uh, 
entertaining, I guess, when, when he said, the, you know, you might have a hard day of work and, and you get done and you're like, you know what, I want to stop at a Starbucks or wherever and spend five bucks on a coffee or whatever it is. And he just said, no, you can't afford it. No, your, your budget, living inside, if you want to have financial peace, you need to learn your, to tell yourself no, that you don't deserve these things and that actually by doing them, you think it's helping you, it's hurting you and it's putting you deeper into a hole. And it's the same way in our lives when, when Jesus tells us, if you want to have a meaningful life, you don't go deeper into what you want. You don't go deeper into trying to figure out who you are. But you need to learn to stand up to yourself, to understand when a desire is wrong and evil and sinful. And so, as I look at this, it makes me just realize that my battle, I think the biggest roadblock I face, and, and you can uh, decide for yourself as we look at these roadblocks, but the, the biggest roadblock I face is myself. The hardest thing to tell myself is no is to say, Dan, I, you know, and I get in this, right? We're in, I'm talking to myself in the third person already, where that, that I look at what I want and I see what God wants and, and to remind myself, Dan, God only has good in mind for you. He loves you. He cares about you. This thing that you want is entrapping you. It, it's not helping you. It's not giving you meaning. And, and you need to turn from it. In these words, he also says that you need to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and live self-controlled lives. To live self-controlled lives. I don't know if you would describe yourself this way. I don't know if you would describe other people this way as being controlling. And maybe you've been in situations where people try to control you. And when they do, you know how much you hate it. Or maybe what they try to do is control situations, the situations that they're in, and they do a power play to try to control it. Paul does not say to try to control others. He doesn't say to try to control the situation. He says control yourself. Uh, I think of another verse, no matter what happens, no matter what happens, conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. And, and when you do that, all of a sudden your rationale for why you're doing things that are hurtful and harmful to others and unloving, your rationale of doing these power grabs or whatever it is, they disappear. Because you can't control those things. And let's face it, we have a hard enough time trying to control ourselves, let alone others. And the final part of this is that when we say no to ungodliness, no to worldly passions, no to ourselves, it puts us in a situation where we are able to say yes to God. Yes, I will. Lord, I, I want to follow you. I, I want to do what is good and loving and right. All of those things, Lord. And, and when we do and love him with all our heart and soul and strength and, and love others as we love ourselves, that meaning and purpose and fulfillment uh, start to come to us in our lives. He goes on. Well, so, we're, so we're in a situation where he, he gives us, Christ is with us in this present age, he helps us to say no, 
He helps us to say no while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. And the, the roadblock, so the first roadblock we face is ourselves. The second roadblock I think that many people face is they want this, they don't want delayed gratification. They want instant gratification and they want something very much right now. And he's saying that's not the way that it is, that what we look forward to is in the future. And that's how we begin to to, to look into that future and what helps us as we face roadblocks of waiting now is as we remember what is to come. That we understand that there is more to it than just what we see, but we have a destiny. We have a future with our Lord in heaven and we look forward to it. And, and even as we look forward to it, we begin to enjoy a little bit of it now. I've talked about this before, that a lot of times with vacations, looking forward to it is, is almost as much fun as doing it. Because you, you know it, it's, oh, I only have another three weeks till the vacation, two weeks, whatever it is, and that can help you kind of get across that finish line. And so we look forward, we know this isn't the end, but we know what's waiting for us after this world. The next words that he writes to Titus, Paul is writing to Titus, he says, these then are the things you should teach, encourage and rebuke with all authority. Do not let anyone despise you. Don't let anyone despise you. Don't let anyone that when you are teaching them, you need to say no to yourself, that, that you need to say yes to God, that you need uh, to, to battle and fight in here. Don't let people despise you. And that's another roadblock that we have, that the roadblock comes from this public opinion uh, or uh, the world in which we live, however you want to look at it. But the, the world is saying this isn't the way. God doesn't know what he's talking about. The teachings of his word are antiquated. They don't last. Now what you need to do is you need to focus on yourself. You need to focus on what you want. And he's telling him, the way that you address that is you have to stand up to it. That you have to say, you know what, that is wrong. You need to speak the truth and, and understand that the Holy Spirit works through God's word and the truth. And so there are times when you need also to speak that truth to yourself. When the world starts to creep in on you, when the culture of the world begins to change the culture of the church, that instead of conforming to the world, we're told to be transformed, uh, to be more and more like Christ every day. So standing up against those roadblocks with faith. And the final words we have that I have that just help us are the words of Jesus. And the, they're the words of Jesus right before he would go to the cross and, and pay for our sins. So three days before his resurrection, he says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In me you may have peace. That he wants you to have meaningful and fulfilled lives. I'm telling you this so that you will have peace. But the expectation, here it is. In this world you will have trouble. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. 
So ultimately, the way that we get past these roadblocks is with the strength that Jesus provides. And one thing to take away from that I would like you to have, and write this down, I really would like you to have this, is I use this daily throughout the day. It's called Identify, Validate, Align. Again, IVA, Identify, Validate, Align. And what it helps me do is identify the roadblock, validate that it is a roadblock, but then align it with God's word and get past the roadblock. So for instance, if if the roadblock is with myself, one of the things it talked about is being self-controlled. I'm just gonna talk about me wanting to control situations. And this is a, it's a big problem for me as a pastor, as the senior pastor of Crosswalk, as we have all these decisions to make, our Imagine campaign, we're gonna be building a building, and I wanna be in, I need to be in, hmm, I wanna be or I need to be in control of this? Neither, maybe both, I don't know. But, but ultimately, identify is this control issue I have. I'm trying to control the situation. I need to validate that. Yeah, Dan, it's understandable why you would do that, why you might feel that way. As a senior pastor, you want to lead your people. But how do you align that with God's word? Maybe the words from Jeremiah. I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Those words were said to the Jewish people right before they were going into captivity. And it was a reminder they weren't in control, but God was. And that was a good thing. And and when I remember those types of things, it gets me past that roadblock of control. And it reminds me, you know what, Dan, just put it down. Go go to the Lord. Go to him in prayer. Lay it down there. And, And again, put him at the center and you take a step back. And all of a sudden, my heart begins to change. In the middle of a circumstance that might not, I change. And we get back around the roadblock and go from there. And, and so for you today, uh, this message will be a success. If at the very least, that when you see this, you're able to identify the roadblocks that you face, that, that you hear these words of Jesus, take heart, I've overcome the world, that, so you, you identify the roadblock, you validate, yeah, this is something I struggle with, but then go to the promises of God that bring you past because it's in that battle. It's in that battle, whether it's with yourself, with the world, or with the powers, spiritual forces against us, that Jesus wins his greatest victories and it's in these places that faith is strengthened and meaning for life is found. In Jesus. Let's pray. Dear Lord God, we thank you that you have won the victory uh, with your, uh, with, by giving your life on the cross, and we thank you for that. And now, Lord, help us to battle each day. You've won the war. Now, Lord, in the battles that we face, let us do it with your power, with your words of truth, and, and may your words uh, align us and, and take us down the path that you would have us go. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you his peace, amen.
Yeah. 